You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a little lore episode for Shaira's Wrath and Reed's Regrets. I will be your host for this little lore episode. It's like a medium lore episode. Uh, my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hey. Yo. Yo. I have some podcast info for you. Um, we encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. Or you can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Um, you can also find us in our Discord. Uh, there is an invite uh, in the description for this episode. You can also find our info on thelornetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We are still there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I just love how last week I, I gave enough time and you were like, and we're still there. There it I is. Can't, I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a disease, I told you. I can't help it. <laughs> anyway, this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, you have five minutes on here. <laughs> Was it five minutes? It's gonna be fifty-five minutes. Oh god, fifty-five minutes. The podcast finally reached a fifty thousand listens. How did that happen? Usually, people pull up the podcast and hit play. Thank you, all of you. This one's the no problem. <laughs> not you. <laughs> I'm not thinking you. I mean, thank you for you know editing and being here every week but no thank you all of you for listening to the podcast that means a lot to us like we yeah. don't keep track of subscribers or anything like that that doesn't really matter to us especially since our analytics don't count spotify people and that's the link we post every week so it, it counts spotify in a weird way yeah it does but it doesn't but we count more of like the number of people that actually listen to it and like we don't really keep an eye on analytics very much but like this was kind of a big number for us since the podcast started so that means a lot so thank you but we never thought we'd make it this far yeah at all seriously thank you guys and girls especially since yeah especially since i joined what 50 episodes into it and started the podcast started because i fully just dead ass demanded a podcast because i wouldn't be there for you know lore discussions every friday well and, and even then like it started out as a clan podcast yeah and it's grown to this point like it's to this yeah yeah it it started if 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 you do not know the story of how this podcast started <laughs> within our within our clan at the time um we were going to have discussions on lore and we were just going to do it within our own clan discord and 
since everyone it was just going to be a kind of a live discussion and i was like can you guys record it because i was i work so i couldn't be there yeah and they're like oh yeah oh okay we could record it but can you just make it a podcast so i can listen to it later yeah uh, yeah okay sure yeah we could we could figure that out yeah okay yeah and then this podcast was born because i am demanding <laughs> My God, you are. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You can say it. You demanding? No. Never. Absolutely not. But yeah, but yeah th- so. this was a major milestone. And we- yeah. We wanted to thank our listeners for that and all the people behind the scenes. Yeah. Thank you so much. So thank you, Hyvins and and Rendell and yeah. everybody. All of the people we've had as guests over the years. So thank you. Yeah. Um what we have Iron Banner changes from uh they changed the capture points from 125 points to 150 points. I hope that feels different this week. Uh, I've been playing New World, so I have not touched Iron Banner this week. I played Iron Banner for all of maybe two nights, and then I, I've i been binge-watching Doctor Who. Oh, nice. Man, I love Doctor Who so much. I just watched The, uh, the Day of the Doctor, the movie. <gasps> so good, oh, and it hits so, so different. So good. <sighs> I love that. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Jealous. I remember watching that live. Uh-huh. Oh my. Uh, so good. Yep. Um, let's see. Bungie also created another club. So they have like women at Bungie, uh, Black Bungie, and uh Transit Bungie. They also created accessibility at Bungie. So I am so excited about this. So if you remember last year. I guess it was earlier this year Yep. that I got on my fucking soapbox and um, demanded changes for how flashy the game has become and how, like, very unplayable for me and others because of the brightness and lighting changes. And Bungie's been really great about reaching out about that, and they are eventually changing things and changing lighting is not something they can just push a button for like that's a lot of like very nitty-gritty internal shit that they have to change yeah but it's not just lighting that is a problem for a lot of people especially for accessibility like that also means like you know colorblind changes it also means that people maybe can't fire you know scout rifles for you know like single shot scout rifles for long periods of time or hand cannons because it hurts their hands and you know there's small changes like that coming and that's great like everyone should be able to play the game like i love this like i am for leave no guardians behind everyone should get to play every part of the game however that is Every little change that helps to open up the game to more and more people is great. And if there are little changes that can be made 
that can make the game a little bit easier for people that need it, by all means, please do that. Accessibility is so important. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge advocate for accessibility, and the fact that they made an entire um, club for it is super great. Um, in the Bungie store, there is going to be a pin that you can buy. Um, I think it was starting October 1st. I don't, I didn't see it in the store when I went into the store, but there is going to be a pin um, for the Able Gamers Foundation that you can buy, but there's a pin and an emblem and 100% of the profits for that pin will go support the Able Gamers Foundation. So uh, please go buy the pin. It's really cool. And please support the Able Gamers Foundation. And it's going to a good cause. So I'm, I'm currently looking it up. Mm-hmm. It's a very good cause. Yeah, please support them. Please, please, please. Let's see. We also have um, we also have some grandmaster changes. Uh, Elmas, you were uh, yeah <laughs> very hot to chat about that. So, do you want to talk about this? So, back in July, they talked about how they were gonna essentially move the catch up node forward to an earlier point in the season, so that people can guild conqueror before like the last three weeks of the season, and like the way that it had been interpreted by a lot of people was that it was going to drop along with GMs because you're only going to be able to do the catch-up node once and then you're locked out until the catch-up node, it naturally comes up. So, like, you can rush through, get all six GMs done in the first week, and then you're locked to whatever that week's nightfall is until the catch-up mechanic actually starts. Like, it's meant to start. That's how people had taken it. The way that it's actually being implemented is we are getting a patch in December that's going to force that. Interesting. That would technically be where season 16 should start. Like if there was going to be another season this year, it would have been in December because then that would have three months until Witch Queen. It's still going to be just season 15, but like time wise, that would be where it would have been. So we're getting the patch then, possibly alongside all the the 30th anniversary stuff, because we're getting all that in December, too. I'm assuming it's with the the 30th anniversary patch is probably what it sounds like to me. Right. It like big changes. I see them bundling it all up together and then sending it out and being like, oh, hey, this is the content drop. Whereas if it it's something that makes the game unplayable, it would be a hot fix that's released on a whatever weekly cadence, Tuesday or Thursday and whatever else. But yeah, it, and I realize a lot of that was misinterpretation on a lot of our parts because all they really said in July was later in season 15. Well, when is later? Apparently... Halfway through the season is later. Well, I mean, at least you're going to get it and it's going to be, you know, before the end. It's just not going to be, you know, as soon as everyone thought, but that's okay. And it's not going to be relevant to me, like me personally. Right. Because GMs started as of the episode drop, you know, the episode release, they started last Tuesday. Right. You know, this this past Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So like six weeks from now, Mm -hmm. five weeks from now. We're going to be coming up to, like, 
the end of November. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's actually kept up with GMs, it it's not going to matter. No, because you'll be done pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yep. So really, the catch it mechanic is good for people who aren't at light level yet. Yeah. Now, for people like me who haven't really been playing yet. Now, like I'm, I'm wondering if this is how it's going to work in a regular season. Like, is is it going to actually release that catch up node when GMs drop? Mm-hmm. Because if it does, then this patch, yeah, it means nothing for now, but for all the following seasons, it's going to mean something. Right. And I think a lot of people forget to look at it that way. <sighs> anyway, my random aside. Yeah. <laughs> this has been an uh, Elemist rant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, the last thing that we really have before we get into the weekly story is that there's a bunch of fashion that they put out in the TWAB this week, and I'm super into it. And the reason why I love it is that they didn't just do a couple of fashion spreads. They did so many. And every single fashion that they did was from like one each of every single Destiny account like around the world. And it wasn't just from like the normal Destiny account. So I loved this. It was like there's one from Destiny Italy. There's one from Destiny ANZ. There's one from Destiny Russia. Like, there is one from, like, all the Destinies. So please go check it out if you haven't. It was from the September 30th TWAB. So please go check it out. They all look amazing. There's so many just fashion ideas in there. And they just, they're all so creative. And they didn't just kind of stick to, like, a normal color palette. Like, a lot of them are very colorful. Um, Because a lot of the fashion that I see lately is all just like kind of drab. Yeah. So I I like the fact that a lot of people aren't sticking to like the norm. Yeah. This has been Orchid, you know, seeing all the fashion. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I like the fashion. Sorry. I'm just like super into it. We know. I know. I can't help it. Fashion is good. We know. God, you make it sound like there's a problem with it. Fashion's awesome. Oh, Destiny is the end game. It is, but even though, like, it's just, it's so good. I can't help it. It's just, like, so good. It's amazing. Anyway. Oh, I do have to mention, separate from Destiny, the um, the Halo Infinite flight from this weekend with um, the big team battles has just, like, completely changed my life. It's... I went in as a 12 stack over the weekend with Mylan and a bunch of people. Oh, wow. It was the most fun I've had in any game in the longest time. And it's just like there's something else about going in like on comms with a bunch of people without even the expectation of winning. It's so much fun to go in just with like a big group of friends. And all just like joking and laughing together. And everyone's just, I think we were on like three continents. And like the lag was terrible. Damn. Yeah. My ping was like 170. (laughs) It was garbage. (laughs) And it was so much fun. Like it was, I haven't had so much fun playing a game in so long. I just, I can't even describe it. There's, (laughs) I'm not, 
I'm not good at Halo. I'm really not. I I do have to say the one thing that I am good at in Halo, and that's when Coyote and I play Stronghold on a fours map, like a four v four like small map, because we play Destiny, which is just control. Hey, I was there too. So it's it just make sure you keep like capping zones. <laughs> Like, we're gross at that. The score ends up being, like, 200 to 20. Jeez. Yeah. There's no hope for the other team. The two of us versus, like, another team. There's no hope for them. Like, we're just... Yeah. It's... You can tell who plays Destiny and who doesn't. Well, and, like, that actually reminds me of a Iron Banner match I had this past Mm -hmm. week. Saladin called it at, like, 80 to 3... Oh, God. <laughs> right? Oh, God. <laughs> we stopped. Oh, them. God. But yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's been playing Halo in this flight has like big team battles has just been like the most fun I've been having. Like 12s has been just hilarious fun. There have been a lot of bugs. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's still in beta. Yeah. But it's just been an absolute riot and i know they're gonna have other flights um before it comes out in december i know it's open on xbox so if you have xbox and like look out for the next flight that they're gonna have um and definitely check it out because it is so much fun like the most fun i think they're gonna have one more flight before it comes out just watch watch for the flight because i i haven't Seriously, this has been the most fun I've had. There's and that's good. Yeah, like in, in this is in PvP. I've had more fun doing this PvP than I have had in any other game. Like, and it's because it's an even playing field. It's not like Destiny where you you are relying on like your rolls to kind of like crutch you. Yeah, like you pick up a gun and you know that like oh shit like i it's this gun like you know this like battle rifle is this is it it's a battle rifle right like that's a like this person's skill like they just outshot me because they are better than me like the only thing that might be is ping because the serve because there's dedicated servers it's not like player to player but it is um it it seriously like i Oh my gosh i could talk about it for hours let's go let's go weekly story week <laughs> six elvis well well you just finished this one i did just finish uh, it like i uh but i'll still take it over so mara spoke about how sabathun tells us specifically like our guardian more than sabathun tells mara and she goes on to talk about how like crow idolized her as Osiris, you know, quote unquote Osiris, and he idolizes our guardian just as much. When she said that, I kind of sat there and I was like, oh, oh, this is leading to something. And it did. Savathun actually shows Crow memories of his past life as Aldrin Sav. And he has a total freak out. You know, he, he storms out of there, you know, rushes out of the the chamber we go talk to him in the uh the helm and he's like yeah i'm i'm getting out of here i'm I'm being reassigned and we actually 
go listen to the recording of him talking to Ikora, and you can just feel how freaked out he is. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm, I'm done with the Vanguard. I'm done with all of it. I, I just, I need to get out of here. So she's reassigning him to be an intermediary for Keitel. Which I think is good for him. Like he, I think so he too. He can't just be like we talked about on um, the Solstice shotgun that he was going to be sent away with another fire team. I still think he needs to be sent away with another fire team to discover what it means to be a part of a fire team and know what it means to be a guardian, you know, and not just yeah. what it means to be. I don't know. I mean, you know what I you know what I mean? Because like it, there have been all kinds of things talking about Crow's possible future. Um. You know, we, well, we've that's, gotten... That's the problem, is that everyone talks about his possible future and doesn't give him a choice. That is, yeah. They don't ask what he wants. They just decide for him. That's that's right. Well, and, and I think part of it also is that, like, from the Vanguard's perspective, they're trying to figure out how to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, one of the easier ways is to assign him a fire team and... What better fire team than Mythrax's old fire team? Right. Because they are accepting of people, no matter what the situation. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they're they're trying to build up a better argument than just announcing to everyone that you know Aldrin Sov has become Crow. So I I I do see your argument that like he has no say in his future, and that is a problem. But at the same time. I do see where the Vanguard is coming from. So I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of it is that he has no direction on his life because they don't trust him to have that kind of agency, I think. And it might be because they have fear. Like they are afraid of him because they don't trust in that he would make the right decision or what they deem the right decision maybe because they're like well what if he turns into Aldrin Sov or are they in the back of their mind they are a little bit afraid of that still so I I think there's still that that fear yeah like what if his past comes back starts bubbling up but I think there's also the fear of like what if he ends up being manipulated in the same ways? Yeah. You know, especially with how everything went down with Osirathun, Mm -hmm. that would be on the forefront of my mind. Like, hey, you were extremely close to this, this person who was, you know, an enemy in disguise. We have actual concern here. Like, we're worried. So then, but keeping all that in mind then... If you were the Vanguard, like if you were Zavala, what would you do? Like, what would be your decision keeping all of that in mind with everything that you know now? I'd probably have him talk to... Part of it is that I don't even know if if psychiatrists are a thing in the last city. I'm sure they are. Because if they are, then like have him go talk to a psychiatrist. Get the psychiatrist to sign off on you know, how he's doing, you know, have him on some low level patrol missions until then, 
until he gets the sign off. Because like at this point, it, it it seems like what they're doing is going off of what they're seeing, what is being reported to them by other guardians, and making those decisions off of that. And especially since a lot of guardians aren't exactly models of mental health. It's like such an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that's that's me trying to bring it back around. Um cuz yeah, I mean we've got a bunch of guardians who I mean they suffer from all kinds of mental issues. I mean, hell, their first instinct in any fight is to throw your body at it. That's not a normal thing. Mm-hmm. It's normal for guardians, but it's not a normal thing for most other living creatures. Right. So I just, I think that would be my decision. Have him being evaluated, but have him still doing something so that it doesn't seem like we're just sidelining him. Right. And then once we get the final yay or nay, then make the decision. It, what about you? I think if I was the one making the decisions, if I was Icora, let's say, I would make sure he was with a fire team. And I was I would make sure they were away from Savathun and doing their own thing. You know, and if that meant like off on their own missions, like maybe doing missions to help support, but not directly involved in any of this, then all the better. If they want to be involved in like Keitel's stuff, then all the better. But away from even away from the helm, away from Petra, even away from the Tangled Shore, away from the Dreaming City, you know, away from all of that, then... Now, now, your so you know your choice, your your solution. That's literally one more tab away from actually being possible. We just need a lore tab of Crow meeting Mithrax's old fire team. And see, that's the thing is that the that's the that's going off of the lore tab of the two of them meeting with with her from the other shotgun yeah the the compass rose yeah and him like needing to go away that's like the only reason why but he needs he needs a fire team and he needs he needs the security of some friends and this is also going off of like shira and having the support of friends before she just like went absolutely fucking bonkers town like like full full on Praxic yeah. fire nuts like this is why I don't trust Praxic Warlocks. They're all fucking bonkers. Like Kill all the stasis. Oh my god, yeah. like Praxic Fire insanity aside, like, you know, they this is why um he needs the support of other guardians and he needs to live as a guardian, not as like a special like living in the helm. Like he needs to have a fire team to like joke around with and be with and you know do trials of Osiris and you know do fun stuff together. Like he needs to go do crucible and go do normal guardian shit. Go do strikes. Go do bleh, go do a raid. Like go fuck off somewhere. You know? Yeah. 
like go go do other stuff go away <laughs> go away and experience shit you know like when um i didn't quite understand when i was younger why my parents sent me away to boarding school and they're like it's just so you experience things not at home i didn't quite understand that until i was older and i get it now yeah like i do so he needs to go experience things not at home yeah like he needs to not be under like the thumb of like mom and dad so mom and dad manipulative aunt mm-hmm yeah yeah so he needs to go make his own mistakes elsewhere with a supportive fire team that understands that, yeah, he used to be older and Sav. And what, what better guardians to understand that than Mithrax's old fire team who aren't as judgmental as, you know, the kind of guardians that will like kick his teeth in if they see his face. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. So that would be my decision. Just get him away from. Give him a fire team and. Give him a fire team. Send him. Go let him do trials and patrols and, you know, go find me the pieces of a forge. Week 10,976 of requesting forges back. Thanks. I somehow. F I, I don't know why I didn't see it heading mm -hmm. that way. You know what? Like, someone could have gotten find them. They're, they're they're out there somewhere. What better person to find them than Aldrin stuff? Let's jump into a lore network ad. The lore network. Have you ever wished that someone could just read you the lore? Destiny Lore Audiophile may be just the podcast you've been looking for. Join us as we bring the stories of Destiny to life, with straight readings of your favorite lore, with no analysis or commentary, or as we breathe life into these tales with acting, sound effects, and music. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile. Audiophile is spelled with a PH instead of an F. You can find both readings and radio dramatizations of selected lore books and web lores by talented voice actors from the Destiny community. Episode releases will be announced from our Twitter pages, at HeyIt'sOrchid and at RendellZivas, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single performance. See you there. There were no um, pieces of the Forge in that lore network ad. My God. I was really disappointed. <laughs> Good ad, though. Anyway. 9 out of 10. <laughs> this is a little lore explanation. Uh, some lore is impressed neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. Here's a brief intro to the topic. This episode is to wrap up what's currently known about Shira's story uh, as of Season of the Lost so far. Because we don't know if there are more weapons coming out later. We have no idea. This is as of October 3rd, 2021. This is the date of recording. Um, these entries are on the Trials of Osiris weapons, uh, which are obtained by playing Trials of Osiris. Nailed it. 
Uh, the weapons, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the weapons and the lore tabs were introduced after the armor, hinting that the story will continue on, even if it's on one lore tab at a time. So hopefully we'll get more, um, which is actually kind of cool that we're kind of getting little pieces of the story like here and there. Yeah. Uh, the armor was introduced in Season of the Chosen, and each of these weapons have come out in the seasons that followed. So we're going to read them actually in order. So the first one is Shire's Wrath. And Elmas and I are going to be, this one's really long, so we're both going to be reading this. Um, this was originally introduced in Season of the Splicer. The flavor text reads, um, but here you are. This is truly a beginning. Shin Malfer. So, the Lord Tab reads, NS66CE, Log C, Venus L2, Geosync. A powerless warsat drifts lifelessly through the void of space, traversing the brilliant yellow-green silhouette of Venus. From the dimly lit cockpit of an NS-66 cloud-errant jump ship in geosynchronous orbit, Venus looks like an unblinking eye staring up from the dark of space, and the warsat, an unwelcome grain of sand within it. A ghost reduced to little more than a bare sphere of metal deprived of a shell, hovers in the corner of the cockpit, watching the warsat track its path across lonely Venus. There are no sanctioned Vanguard operations on Venus at present, Ghost clarifies, pivoting its cold blue eye up to its guardian. Why do you think he's down there? The warlock Shayura reclines against her seat, the old leather creaking. Her attention is not on her ghost, but rather the human skull sitting in the middle of her command console. Its hollow eye sockets stare back at her. It hardly matters why he's there. Shayura indicates listlessly as she examines the skull's cheekbones. Her fingers graze the microfractures, an artifact of shotgun pellet impact. All that matters is we find him. Shayera's ghost looks away from her and focuses on Venus's soft glow in the dark. When will you be returning to Earth? He asks. Shayera doesn't vocalize response, but instead blinks and reorients her glowing-eyed stare on the ghost. It beeps softly, reconsidering the question. Will you? The ghost still wonders. No. Shayara answers flatly. There's nothing to go back to. Everyone's either abandoned me or betrayed me. All I've left is a traveler, and I don't need to be in the city to feel the light. As she says that, Shayara lifts her hand and calls up a rolling curtain of flame from her palm. Praxic fire guides me. Shayara says with the blaze reflecting in her eyes. NS66CE. Log D, Venus ISIA. You see? 
still protected, valuable. Hurrying up a shallow set of rubble-strewn steps, a short elixny bearing the crest of the House of Light pauses, gazing back at the chrome-armored guardian moving up the steps behind him. The elixny looks the guardian up and down, then motions to the stark silhouette of a gray concrete block building rising up from the Venusian overgrowth. This ain't the academy proper, the guardian says on ascent, watching the hazy sky for signs of danger. Moisture clings in glistening beads to his reflective mask. His dark hood shields him from the rest of the elements. The hell was this place? The elixir tilts his head to the side, four eyes blinking independently from one another. Not human, don't know, but machine inside. Why aren't your people bringing it back? Don't you folks get promotions for finding good salvage or something? The guardian asks, gesturing to the crumbling building. The elixir once again tilts its head, expression opaque. You listen to the spider's sneaky words too eagerly. Come, we have a long walk to... The elixir's words are cut off, garbled in a wet scream as he is perforated by a barrage of submachine gun fire. The guardian turns, cloak swirling behind him and hand cannon at the ready. But it isn't Vex or Fallen descending from the high cliffs. It's a guardian in black and gold armor gliding to the ground, smoke issuing from the muzzle of her SMG. Shaira's boots lightly touch the leaf-strewn plaza, her eyeless mask fixed on the chrome-clad hunter. He wasn't a combatant, the hunter shouts. Shaira slowly approaches the guardian. Did you find him within the hem of Aramis's skirt, or did you swear yourself to the darkness after her passing? The hunter backs away, up the stairs, hand cannon trained on Shaira. He recognizes her armor for what it is. A reward of the trials. I know you. His voice quavers. You shouldn't be here. When did the Vanguard let you out? They didn't. I let myself out since they were too busy opening the gates for our enemies. Shayara indicates, motioning with the barrel of her SMG to the dead Elixney. But you know why I'm here. I know you're a few rounds short of a full clip. The Guardian quips back, making a flippant gesture with his hand cannon. In that moment of distraction, Shaira shoots him six times in two short bursts. The Guardian collapses, his gun tumbling down the steps. A moment later, his ghost materializes. Shell flared in anger. What are you doing? We... Shaira moves like a lightning bolt, materializing beside the ghost with an upward flourish of a sword of raw, praxic fire. The ghost looses a howling scream of horror as he shatters into a flurry of glittering pieces. Crumpled on the stairs, the hunter coughs, his throat damp with blood. Shaira pulls her attention away from the shattered ghost, training her SMG down at her quarry. Traitor, she says in a shaky, 
gasping breath fueled by adrenaline. The hunter laughs, gagging on his own blood as he does. You're no better than the dredging, he says in pain. Then even quieter, or Malfur. I killed an agent of the darkness, Shaira says, and the hunter has no rebuttal this time. He is still. Bile rises in the back of Shaira's throat. They come in many forms. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. She committed a murder. She does all the murders. Yeah. She just straight up does murders now. And and she's feeling abandoned by her fire team mm-hmm. at this point. She's feeling abandoned by the Vanguard, her fire team, anybody who cared about her. Mm-hmm. Like it, it said it before that you know she, she has no plans to go back to the the city. Well, after Aisha used stasis, which is the thing that she fought against and killed so many guardians over, and then you know her sister uses it. Like, that's her fire team. And that's the thing that, you know, when the Traveler came back to life and she, and it like cemented her belief that, you know, she felt like she had to fight for the Traveler against the darkness because it's, she only sees good versus evil or light versus darkness, but she doesn't understand that they're just tools. They're not, it's not a good versus evil. Right. Because she doesn't understand that they're just tools. They're not, it's not one way or the, or the other. Right. Because she's apparently never done prophecy before. Or if she has, she doesn't get it. Like, that's frustrating. Honestly, I think it's only our guardian that's done the prophecy dungeon. Really? Because like. That actually makes sense. Because it's us, Eris, and Drifter that are talking. That's true. All three all throughout that yeah. thing and like how many other guardians are close to Eris? yeah nobody right and a lot of her reactions or a lot of her voice lines are very like even when she's not dealing with drifter you know it, taking that aspect out of it a lot of her responses are very open right like she's not hiding anything she's not talking to somebody that she doesn't know Mm -hmm. so it it's i think it's only us that does that dungeon Mm -hmm. but yeah and if that's the case i mean even other guardians have said that you know you haven't spoken to the vanguard the vanguard allow this like you haven't spoken to eris or elsie bray right like I mean, we know now right. who in that argument of, you know, do you trust Eris Morn? We obviously know she's the one who doesn't. Like going back to like the arguments that she and Aisha had. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is. Man. I mean, if she's like this, like. Is she the next like Shin Malfer? See, Shin's whole thing was he killed Dredgen Yor and then wanted to prevent others from becoming like him. Right. Because I argue that she's not. 
at all for right. that same reason. I don't I, I don't think so either. Like, like she's looking at a very black and white picture and making the decision that, oh, Guardians are using stasis. I'm going to go end that. Yeah. To me, she's going in and having to go fight everybody and she's going to go kill guardians if it's the last thing she does which is asinine yeah like if anything like they need to go put her down as quickly as possible like with impunity like if if this guardian has heard of her why hasn't the vanguard done something they might have ish like they might have issues actually finding her true because at this point like she left no people like no one to report back yeah no guardian she took she killed the elixni and she killed the ghost so like there's literally no one from this scene aside from her that walks out of alive it's hard for me to believe they can't track her ship yeah yeah i don't know I know. Because I, I wonder how much of that is more of just like there's so much noise that they're trying to look for a single thing and they're not able to because there's thousands, if not millions, that are being tracked. I don't know. That or the, the darkness is here and there are bigger problems, even though it seems to me like a guardian killing other guardians is a very big problem. Yeah. Especially one so well-versed in PvP. Right. Like, if you have, like, a PvP sweat lord, like, out there killing other guardians, like, that's a very big problem. Like, like if you have a cami cakes out there, like, killing other people, like, you put the brakes on that shit right away. Like, like you, you stop that. And especially since it's, like, open-world PvP yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Like she is flagged for PvP. (laughs) (laughs) No one else is, but she sure is coming for you. You better not have stasis on. No one else is flagged for PvP. (laughs) Nobody else is flagged for it, but she forces it. Oh god. You better hide behind that rock. She's coming for you. Oh. And and I think a lot of it going back to, to the comparison between her and Shin, I think a lot of it is the fact that Shin specifically hunted down, you know, quote, unquote, hunted mm-hmm. down. Oh, what was his name? It, like, there was that whole dramatic scene oh. that ended up being staged uh, when we were getting the Malfeasance. Callum? Yeah, Callum. So... I think a lot of it boils down to the general public seeing that Shin hunted, you know, quote, hunted Callum. And that was enough of a deterrent. Right. And now she's going down and hunting guardians. Right. But if that wasn't even real. Right. But the thing is, only our guardian knows that. True. The general public all they know is Shin Malfer hunted down the Dredgens. Right. And he painted a rock with the ashes of one of them. Hmm. So from their standpoint, Shin Malfer is just hunting down Dark Guardians, and now so is Shira. Right. <sighs> 
So I can see the comparisons there. Yeah. Having the knowledge that we do, I don't agree with mm-hmm. it. But for in-universe characters, I can see why they're they're thinking that way. I mean, I really want to see where this heads. Yep. Like, it's kind of it's kind of frustrating that we don't have more on it. Mostly because like it's been so long since we've had anything with like with Dredge and Yor and Shin Malfer and like it's been a long time since we've heard those names. Yeah. The last time we heard them was back in uh It's been since Malfeasance Season of Opulence. Yeah. I was gonna say it's been since the Malfeasance quest, but that's not true. It has been since the Malfeasance quest. Well, no, it's been since wasn't there that the Lumina, the Lumina quest. quest, yeah, yeah. The last bit we got was the Lumina quest and the lore book. Nothing ends. Like that was literally Shin going into retirement. He passed the mantle off to us and then said, "It's your story now." Hmm. Because Malfeasance came out in Forsaken, right? Like Forsaken proper, mm-hmm. the expansion itself. Lumina was in season of opulence which was the last season of the forsaken year right so like that was the last we heard from shin and that was two years Mm -hmm. ago at this point you know calendar wise almost two and a half something like that (laughs) well should now what i would now now what i would love is an actual lore tab where shira actually gets to talk to shin I am hoping that we get to see that, that she finds him. Hopefully next season we get another weapon and we get that. Ooh, I'm also drawing parallels. So Shin was a gunslinger. Like his fire was, was, you know, righteous justice. Mm -hmm. Shaira is also using solar. Mm -hmm. I, I'm wondering if that's more parallels that other guardians are are making. I I wonder if that's kind of a a fiery passion kind of thing. Could be. Like it's it's that kind of like righteous anger that they both held. Yeah. Um, and it it makes me wonder also like, just as kind of an aside, like it how much your power or what subclass you choose is based kind of on your emotions. Yeah. Emotions, mental state. Like there's a a bunch of things that go into it because there are certain guardians that can't manifest certain aspects or can't use certain subclasses. Yeah. Like there are a few Titans and I, I forget who, but they can't use bubble at all. But I mean, there's also, I mean, like Reed, we talked about, and he's he's very much a protector, and he chooses Bubble. Yeah. And um, Saint Fourteen is another one who is a protector and uses Bubble. That could be, I'm I'm not saying it is by any stretch of the imagination, but they that very much could be a, a little bit of a part of it. It very well could be. That's not to say that people that don't, you know, just, you know, rip through two supers at once like Ikora does. <laughs> like... Oh, my God. <laughs> and two different trees, nonetheless. I know. 
<laughs> but you know, I'm I am wondering if the that kind of righteous fury. I mean, Shaira is you know of the Praxic line of warlocks, and they Praxic fired is a as a John Blade, right? Kind of class. Right. That's that's kind of what they're known for. And I agree. That's their and, thing. Yeah. I was just looking at it and I was like, there's, it, it's a, a connection that I hadn't made before. Yeah. We never really talked about the Praxic Order in like the entire time that we've done this. Right. Actually, um, the Praxic Order, like in short, are an organization of warlocks that were founded alongside the last city when it was started. And it was founded with the purpose of keeping artifacts related to the darkness out of guardian hands to prevent kind of the corruption of guardians. So they, they're kind of their whole like idea is that people shouldn't be concerned about the nature of the darkness and they should instead focus on fighting it. So they're like, don't worry about like what the darkness is, just fight the darkness. So instead, their their whole thing is that they are supposed to find corrupted guardians and like redeem them. And then their whole like idea is that they like resort to like actual physical constraint of said corrupted guardians to deter them from their path of corruption. It's super bullshit. Like they're essentially the police. Well, and, and we actually get to see that in uh, the lore book, The Warlock Anor. Yes. Anor Mahal. Mm-hmm. Yep. They also value uh, bravery and service above everything else. And they also, they get a, I think they get awarded if they sacrifice themselves for the sake of others. Ariana 3 was a Praxic Warlock. Tycho 3 was one. Um, Anora was one so you can read about it um, if you have the wings of sacred dawn that's part of the that's a praxic thing if you are a warlock and you have it it's very tacky yep I really hate that exotic like it is very ugly whenever I get it I'm like no ick but you know I love Ariana 3 though she is one of my favorite characters I like Ariana and her her romance. With I Lainey. know. <laughs> it's extremely sweet, but it's so heartbreaking. It is. It's so heartbreaking. It hurts my heart. Poor Ariana and Wayne. Anyway, anyway, so we're like a super off topic, but like that's uh, those yeah. are, that's the practical order, like in a nutshell. Anyway, do you want me to read Ray's regret? Absolutely. I think we've beaten um the smg into a pulp we've we've beaten shira's wrath into the ground we have it's a really good smg though if you can get your hands on it except like every single time i get an adept one it has adrenaline junkie on it all three of them that i've gotten has had adrenaline junkie and it's just like why do i have such bad luck (laughs) like so I've deleted all three of them because they're all trash. <laughs> Makes me really sad. Um, 
so this is Reed's Regret. This is a linear fusion rifle. If you can get your hands on it, it's really good. I have one with headstone and I love it. Um, this was introduced this season in Season of the Lost. The flavor text reads, Trust me, Savathun as Osiris. A ceiling light flickers to life with a buzzing click, radiating a fluorescent pink glow. Paws scatter among the racks of weapons mounted on the walls. Reed Seven ducks into the room, barely able to shut the door behind him. The space is little more than a closet, an arms locker stuffed to the ceiling with a collection of weapons. His hip brushes past a workbench, where black and gold bladed fusion rifle marked with the eye of Osiris rests. He sinks into the seat at a workbench, shoulders slouched forward. The chair groans in protest under his weight. There are notes scrawled on loose papers around the fusion rifle, all in his friend Shire's handwriting. A fine layer of dust covers everything. Reed turns the fusion rifle over in his hands. He remembers when Saint-14 gave this to Shire for her accomplishments in the trials. He remembers a few months later when Shaira had a breakdown during a match nearly killed another guardian. He remembers the fallout, the anger, the pain. Do not worry for Shaira, Osiris had told him. Reed can still hear his voice haunting the back of his mind. I am no stranger to these kinds of traumas. I can look after her, guide her. Reed's grip around the fusion rifle tightens. Show her the way back to clarity. His hand trembles. You can trust me. I hate that so much. Uh, I hate it so much. But like that explains how Shayura got out. Yeah. I'm wondering if clarity was a deliberate choice of words. Because of clarity control and... and yeah, and the link of clarity to darkness. Right. But, like, if that was just, like, a deliberate choice of words by the writers. It's possible. It just, it it really stood out to me. But I really, I hate this. <laughs> uh, I hate it so much. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean... It, this explains how she got yeah. out. I'm I'm now that she has gotten out, mm -hmm. I'm expecting to see like a reaction of her fire team hearing that she's hunting down guardians using stasis. I I don't I'm wondering how I'm wondering if they're gonna go after her themselves because they feel like they need to put her down. That's possible. In in my world, like if I was on their fire, if I was, if my fire team, if someone on my fire team suddenly like went bazonkers and was killing everybody, I would feel like I need to put them down because a, I feel like I would know them better than anyone else. So I would, I know their moves in order to do that, to put them down. But at the same time, like, oh my gosh, like, how do you even like, yeah, considering it's they are your found family, like yeah, how would you even go about doing that? I don't know. 
This is rough. Also, whenever I see like Savathun as Osiris anywhere, I just like think of like Osiris doing sparkle fingers. <laughs> that's the only thing I think of is like the sparkle fingers of Osiris. So that's the only thing I can see now at all anytime ever is like sparkle fingers. <laughs> so now I just see like do not worry for Shayaris sparkle fingers. <laughs> like <laughs> show her the way back to clarity sparkle fingers <laughs> you can trust me double oh, sparkle fingers <laughs> really serious conversation like triple sparkle fingers <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. but no I just I I see how they're doing it with or how they're they're building up this story mm -hmm. and i'm excited to see where it goes because like i i want them to bring in shin i want them to bring in you know their fire team again yeah as like aftermath yeah or or you know the hunt for shiara mm -hmm. like it would be cool oh yeah it, it would be sad it would be sad but like it would be such an interesting story to dive into. It would. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. I am too. And I can't wait to see what they, A, what weapons they give us next. Because I am a sucker for new weapons and armor. Because uh, you know me. Um, B, I really just want to know more about this fire team. Because I'm like fully invested in the story now. Because they've given us a lot on them. And also... We have gotten more about this fire team on other guns. We've gotten things about them on like Iron Banner guns and things. So we'll have to just keep an eye out for them on other weapons in other seasons. Yeah. And it'll be cool. It will be. Anyway. Um, now that we're at the very end of all of this, um, do you have any shout outs? Shout outs to uh, our listeners, all the uh, the people behind the scenes who have helped make this podcast into what it is, and uh, finally, shout out to you. Me? What I do? You're here. I am here. <laughs> like, we do this weekly talk, and, and it's enjoyable. Oh, well, thank you. That's so, nice. so what about you? Shoutouts? Um, uh, um, I was, uh, oh, now I've, I don't know now. He's so nice. God damn it. <laughs> um, I guess like, shout out to Brindle. Actually, you probably have noticed over the last few weeks we've like kind of changed the format of the podcast a little bit because like by necessity because um the week because of the weekly story and we've kind of felt like put into a corner because if we don't talk about the weekly story then we can't we we have to we have to talk about the weekly story like if we don't then we're missing out on like a a bunch of content and be like i we are like we talk about it anyway whether we're recording it or not like so you might as well record it and talk about it 
you know? And yeah. like, because like when we get on to talk, like the two of us talk for like half an hour before we even start recording. So the fact that um, when we pulled Rindle into all of this, um, he's been a very good about being very flexible about our the way the two of us record and has given us a lot of ideas and we've kind of just kind of given him the reins and been like yeah do your thing like you're creative do whatever <laughs> you want like you want to put meme shit into this like okay fine do that like fine okay and he's just kind of like he works really hard and he's just put drops into stuff that he thinks is funny and he's done a lot of stuff with like DLA with me um Destiny Lore Audiophile is another podcast you can listen to and um if you just want the lore and you don't want any other bullshit with it please go download that it's on Spotify um and we've worked really hard on that and so he's been kind of pulling the knowledge that we've done with that over the last six months to a year that we've worked on that together um, into this as well. So he's the lines between those two are starting to blur. And um, I think it's really kind of like upped our production a lot, like in a very short amount of time. Like there is a huge difference since he's joined. <laughs> <laughs> like the way our podcast is now I think yeah. and it's all because of Rindle so thank you Rindle for all the hard work that you do especially since I know that you're up at like 3 in the morning editing like you crazy person especially since we don't pay you because <laughs> like, we're poor I would like to pay you if I had money I would pay you but I don't so I love you instead. Thank you. I appreciate the shit out of you so much. Uh instead everyone should go Yeah, do. instead everyone should go follow him on Twitter at Rindelzebus. Um that leads us straight into special thanks for this episode. Um the audio for this episode was produced by Rindel Zebus. You can follow him on Twitter at Rindelzebus, and you should. Uh, the artwork and music in this episode is copyrighted Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, you can visit ishtar-collective.net. Um, they are the resource that we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Yay! As a reminder, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at Hey It's Orchid. You can find Elmist at I underscore am underscore Elmist. You can send us an email if 240 characters are not enough at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review if you feel so inclined. You can also join our Discord. We are at discord.gg slash lorehub. I think that's what it is, right? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> we have an actual like web address now. Hey, look at that. Growing up. Say goodbye, Elemist. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Elemist. God damn it. Goodbye. Have a good night. Day. Thing. I'm gonna go play Halo. Alright. <laughs> Bye. Care.
I know Toki. Okay. <clears throat> I know Toki too. <laughs> Do you know Toki? Okay. He's a cat. Is he a cat? Are you sure? <laughs> He's being very obnoxious right now. All right. But here you are. This is truly a beginning. Shin Malfer. Oh, should we actually explain what a little lore is? Yeah, like you skipped a lot. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. I just, I just like shifted it up. There's a whole like thing above there. <laughs> there was, it was above the lore network ad. Why wasn't it below a lore network ad? Just cut all this out. Because I was trying to move it along quick. Just cut it out. Cut all this. I plan on it. Okay. Hey guys, Elemist here. Uh, so this last little bit is actually something special for all our listeners. Um, Orchid ran through the the weekly quest just so that we could actually get her live reactions to Crow finding his memories. So enjoy. All, all right. right. So let's hear that. Uh, that oh, reaction. Geez. The I'm currently playing Destiny and have not watched the the thing happen yet. Reaction. Oh jeez. Yes. When it says confront in Marisov's chambers, like you would think that it's in like her bedroom chambers and not that she's just keeping Savathun like. <laughs> in her chambers like you'd think it'd be like ooh her chambers no it's just like fucking you were kind to me I thought you were my friend oh shit am I not you lied to me I helped you break Zivu Aras hold on the shore brought you to the oh, last shit. city offered you guidance stop if that's what you want i want the truth i was kind to you because i wanted to be because the truth hurts you know this better than anyone shrinking away from the rumors of the man you used to be i'm not him how can you say that when you don't even know who he is? What? If the truth is what you really want. No, don't do it. And lay your hand on me. Don't do it. Crow, don't. Please. See? Even your ghost thinks you're better off in don't the dark. Do it. Oh, you idiot. Crow, don't. Oh, no. Don't come any closer. What did you show oh, him? Oh, fuck me. Everything. Um, no, wait! You hurt him. Someone had to. 
Better for it to have come from a friend. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, people owe me money now, so... Because, I mean, did I not say it was going to be Savathun that told him? I did! I did. did! I did. Don't give me that look. No. Oh. Go I told quest. you that you can't stop the inevitable. Uh, yep. Deep down, oh, Crow man. wanted to know. He was going to find out oh, one God. way or another, guardian taboos or no. You should thank me. Just imagine if it had come from someone with bad intentions. Bad intentions. Someone who could have colored the truth about how he died to turn him against you. Against the Traveler. But I would never do such a thing. I see too much of myself in him. We were both looking for our purpose. Now that the Crow has found his as a guardian, he can see it for what it truly is. A second chance. Something to reflect on. If people didn't want him to know, was it to protect Crow from himself? Or was it to protect themselves from Crow? I do so enjoy our talks. My god. <laughs> what? <laughs> the sounds of torment. I wonder if I can feed. You're done. I just. You're done listening to I'm him. I'm done right? listening to her. <laughs> he oh, just gotcha. ran away. I wonder if I can feed my. I think I can. I can feed my game sound through here. Aldrin Sav, awoken prince, brother to the queen, murderer. Now I know the man I was. And you. You. I'm sorry. You did what you had to do. I don't think I would have told me either. Savathun's visions were like a waking dream. I could feel the heat of the flames. Taste the blood in my mouth. I saw everything he did through his eyes. You're afraid of who I used to be. That he'll come back somehow. I am too. So I've asked Ikora to put me on another assignment. One where I can be somewhere I know my choices are my own. Tell Mara. Tell her whatever you want. I'll see you again when I'm ready. I mean, it makes sense that he's leaving. We were wondering when he was going to. Right. Yes. Um. But now go listen to the recording. Oh, no, there's a record. There's more. Yes. Oh, this is the last part of it, though. Okay. 
This is what I get for like playing New World <laughs> and not playing Destiny until now. Okay, where is? There it is. No, it isn't. I lied. It's right next God, to the God, why is it so close? Wait, no, I can't. Uh-huh. Fucking Christ, there it is. No, it's not. Fuck you. I can't. Can I? No. There's nothing to listen to. Is there not? If you back far enough away from the Wayfinder. Oh, no, there's not. I already listened enough. to it. The quest step. Oh, you already heard him with the freak out? No, because he already because that was before and then I went to go talk to him. He freaked out and walked away. And then No, there's a whole other what? freak out. Where? That's why I'm telling you. It's at the I thing. I already spoke to him in the helm and then he said he's gonna leave. Right. It's at the uh the recording. What? Like, it's him talking to Ikora. What? Can I, like... Oh, here we go. No! The compass won't let me. There's, like, nothing else to... There's nothing at the radio thingy. It won't let me. Yeah, I, I hate the fact that it's so close to the wayfinder. It won't let me. Because, like, you gotta position yourself just right. Can I go like that? No. It won't let me. Uh, let me see if I can actually find the audio on YouTube, because... There's nothing there for me to, to actually access. The only thing there is the Wayfinder. And you've completely yeah. finished the, the mm -hmm. quest yeah this week. there's nothing else there so then yeah i'm gonna have to find a, a video okay um ikora i need to get out of here what happened Talk about it. I want out now. Either you reassign me or I'm done. Done? With you, with the Vanguard, with everything. Crow, you have my full support. If you want to be reassigned, I can do that. But maybe you need to take some time first. If I stop moving right now, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to fall apart at the seams. I need to keep moving, but I, I can't do that here. I need to be as far away from her as possible. Would you mind working with someone you know? I need an operative to act as an intermediary with Empress Kaido. It's an important responsibility. Maybe we could discuss it in person. I'll be at the tower soon. Oh, so he's going to work with Kaido? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. Right. right. He does sound just like, I need to be not here. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, that makes that that makes sense like for him that totally makes sense just like i need to be away <laughs> like far away 
But now my thing is we still have more season left. Yeah. Like we've we've got more story left. We do, but it uh, I expected more of I expected like more hullabaloo with him freaking out about finding out that he's Aldrin Sov. Not just like running away from it. Like I expected yeah. him confronting Mara. Well, and, and, and I expected, yeah. That's, and that's the thing. Like at this point, it's just that initial shock. I mean, it literally just happened like five minutes ago. Well, so uh, he's reeling from that. Well, also. Well, also him saying that he wants to be. Well, him saying, I want to be out of here with you, the Vanguard, with everything. Like, that's kind of big. Like he just he just wants to right. be done. He's he's I'm I'm fucking done. Bye. But I mean, in the the dialogue before, he's he was talking about like I don't run away, and then suddenly he, he's like I'm running away. So it finally sunk in. Right. He was he was all posturing. Oh yeah, like awoken like run away, but I don't run away. Now he's suddenly like I'm running away. Right. Like it's it's finally sinking in maybe. Or maybe he finally knows like oh shit, I'm the one that killed Cade. Like Well, and and he also realized that the guardian he was looking up to is the one that killed us. him is the one who killed him. Like, does he think that our friendship with him is then like an entire lie? Cause like we've essentially been his jailer or his keeper the entire time. Cause that's kind of what it's been. Like we've not really been his friend. It might have turned into a friendship, but at the beginning, like, we were his watcher. We kept an eye on him. Like, we yeah. most certainly were not a friend. And anyone who thought it was a friendship is, like, an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, it was not a friendship. But, like... We... There are times that it seemed one-sided, but we kept going back to him and reassuring him. Like, we kept that, that lie going with Zavala. Yeah. You know, we kept his secret. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
if if we didn't view him in a positive light, we wouldn't have done that. True. But at the same time, we still did keep an eye on him. Yeah. Like. Uh, it's a lot to think about. Goodness. This is a, this story was kind of huge this week. <laughs> I mean, it finally happened. We knew it was going to have to happen. And like big stories usually happen in like week five, week six. Like week yeah. five was kind of when we got like the ink blot last season with Saint. Yep. Yeah. So that's usually when they drop big stories. And and about week five or week six back in season of the chosen was when we had the actual like assassination yeah. attempt. So that's usually when they drop like big stories is about like in the middle of the season. Like, considering the middle of the season. Yeah. If they do, like, 10 weeks of story is kind of, like, the accepted amount of time, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So we're about halfway through the story portion for this story, at least. I mean, we obviously have, like, so much more season because the season is, like, abnormally long. Well, even more than that, like, we have a whole other lore book that hasn't dropped. I th yeah, because this is, like, two seasons in one season. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But, so what did you think? Of the whole thing. It's it's boiling down to her manipulation. Yeah. And like I'm all for figuring out what this means. Because it's going to boil down to him needing some time away, figuring out who he is in relation to his past life. And what that actually means. Mm -hmm. And like. Because of the extended season. I can see him going away for now. And coming back with Witch Queen. And being like. Alright let's do this. I think he'll be back before then. He'll be back in a few weeks. I Maybe. think he'll be back. By uh, the end heck. of this. This story. I think he'll be back. Heck, I mean, it, I'm expecting some kind of end of year event leading into Witch Queen. And, like, it could be Crow coming back. It could be Savathun finally, you know, opening her chrysalis. You know, coming out the ugly thing that she is. Um. So, like, there's, there's a dozen things that, that we can see happening i'm just wondering how they're gonna go down that road did you notice that this is the first time he's had 
um, his hood off since um, Forsaken. I yeah. Because I, I thought he had his hood off before. I don't think he has. Like at, at the beginning of this season somewhere. Mm-mm. Symbolism there. I f- you know, he's he's no longer hiding. I feel like it's a nod to you know that you're Aldrin Sov, so you're like revealing yourself or like accepting yourself. But I could be wrong. Like it, he could have had it off beforehand. Um, I know he's had his like his mask off before. But I feel like his whole hood being down, like this is the first time we've actually seen his entire head in a long time. Yeah. Like, like, I, especially like since like him being Aldrin, I feel like this is the first time we've seen his head. Yeah. Maybe since this might have been the first time since, um, At least with the mask off since like the assassination attempt and him getting helped up by Zavala. That might have been the first time. It might have been off there. Oh, it definitely. It was off yeah. when he got mm-hmm. hit. And like like I mentioned before, like there's symbolism in that he's no longer right. hiding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the definite symbolism of of not hiding again without the mask, without the hood. But I think the full the full no hood, no mask, nothing is is very telling. I I think he's handsome. Yeah. I don't like the hood and the mask. I always liked Aldrin. I thought he was cute when we first saw him in D1. I was like, oh, who's this? Oh, he's an asshole. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else in the story this week? Uh, no, that's the big yeah. thing. I kind of rushed through everything else, so I didn't hear... I didn't go through any of, like, the special rooms or anything because I just wanted to, like, get through the story. I know everyone's like, oh, look, it's on a Crucible map. Like, I fell through the map a couple weeks ago, <laughs> so I already knew it was there. What? There's um a part of this week's there's a puzzle in this week's um astral um part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um a part of cauldron that they reuse. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Um it yeah. was Coyote and Dr. Herbivore and I got some like really sweet screenshots like Several like weeks ago, because we like glitched into it, because we were like gotcha. poking around. 
that's all right. I seem to find all the freaking holes yeah, in the that's map. That's what happened. <laughs> he in, fell. In all the maps. He fell into a bunch of parts of the maps and we can't get out. And then we have to end up, we end up having to restart like every single time because we fall into these maps have so yeah. many big holes and then we can't get out. Oh my God. Like, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Which is very funny, but I don't know what it is with these maps. Like, they're just not joined together properly. <laughs> it's very funny. So I still don't have um, yeah. Agar's Scepter. <laughs> I still don't have it. <laughs> oh, I had to kill champions and I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's never going to yeah. happen. 